Hey team, I want you to meet Sam Keedley, VP of Demand Generation at Refine Labs. But first, here's what Carl Ferreira told us about Sam. Sam Kuhnley, he's a he's a friend as well and a colleague, just a world-class marketer, bright, bright thinker, extremely thoughtful. You're going to get way better answers from him than from me on some of these things. He strikes me as the type of guy who probably has some like baked out like mental models. He's just a really, really bright uh, marketing leader and does some fantastic work for our team and for our customers. Sam, what are three ways your team converts your market into revenue? Uh, first couple, I'd say the main one is creating and distributing relevant and shareable content to our ICP for free. So give, 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 you know, let them learn, let them understand who we are. I always say today's buyer is very smart. If they see the easiest way that, to think about it is many marketers say, here's our product, buy our product, but they never speak about why you need the product, how it's going to help you do your job better. So creating that trust and awareness early on and doing that for free, then they're going to keep seeing that little refined labs tag up top of the like, When I finally feel a pain enough, refined labs top of mind, that's where we go. So that's the main way. Um, secondary way I would say is building a community of B2B marketers that go on to spread the word about us to their colleagues, their leadership, their peers. Again, that word of mouth, that positive word of mouth pays dividends long-term. Then finally, to, to pay some kudos back to Carl, we have a sales team that solely fields inbound requests, and then they partner with them to, to make sure that they're going to benefit from our philosophy and how we approach it. So we could win every deal that comes into us technically because they want to work with refined labs, but we self-select, you know, what are the, the customers who truly will benefit from our strategy, how we'll go to market with them. And, and we're not shy about also saying, you know, come back in three months and 12 months when you get your next series or might just be a little bit too complicated for for this to work. So those are the probably the three main ways that I'd say that we convert our market to revenue. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? Probably the first one is we're a very, very fast growing company. So I joined as the ninth employee back in 2020. We just surpassed employee 100 this week. So what you often find is systems, processes, they start to break down at 50 employees, 100 employees, 200 employees. And we've had to adapt our, our company to ensure that A, employee happiness and balance are there, B, customer satisfaction and results are there. And then if you do those two things, well, you're going to have revenue at the end of the day. But if you don't address those early on, especially as you're growing and things start to break down, then the business is going to falter as a result. So that's probably the first one. To get more tactical, another hard problem is iOS 14, cookie tracking, attribution, you know, all that stuff that, that marketers have so long depended on uh, and, and how that's impacted marketing results. So there's now limited data that's passing back to the platform. So our team has to be better at understanding the macro picture of what's working to drive your business results and not just look at this has a high click-through rate or this has a low cost per click, but we started to double our budget this month or we doubled down on this persona this month and then understanding, do we get more hand raisers? Are we seeing an increase in pipeline or was that maybe not the right move and we need to readjust? So looking at the, the larger lens as there's less visibility back in those ad platforms has been something that we've had to overcome. And then a last one is to helping clients get unstuck in their growth. So to give an example of this, uh, there have been instances where we'll have a clients where we are able to successfully drive an, an increased number of high intent hand raisers, but they aren't closing as many at the rate that we would expect. So what we'll do in that instance is just a quick loss analysis to understand why are we losing those deals? And we found in, in a couple of these that it was due to pricing. So what we do then is we'll work with the customer to illustrate, hey, there's a mismatch between what your market values your product at and how you're, you're putting that out in your offer. So you either need to add more value 
or you need to bring down your cost. We were able to do this with a couple of clients. They, they decreased their cost in those instances very quickly. You're winning deals again. So that's where I like to say, look at the, the larger lens of how do you impact your business growth and what all can you do as a marketer to, to successfully do that? What are three roadblocks that you're working on now? Biggest one, attracting top talent to join Refine Labs. It's an incredible market for job seekers right now and very, very competitive for companies to bring in that top talent. So that's a big roadblock that we're working on. Uh, a second one is getting more businesses to adapt to this new way of marketing. So gated content, capturing emails, all of that is, is really a thing of the past and it does not single, signal true buying intent anymore. Today's buyers are, are very savvy. They're doing their own research. They're talking to their peers. So how do we get companies to update their marketing strategies to reflect this shift and use pipeline and revenue as success metrics for marketing and not this lead hand raiser where it's people who just want the content or the ebook? Final roadblock, I would say, is understanding when's it a better time to use a product-led motion. So think like free trials, self-service, or a sales-led, get a demo, talk to a sales rep motion. So there's a number of factors that come into play with this. So your market, your costs, you know, the list goes on and on. So working to define when does one work better than the other, or should you offer both? What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? So yeah, this one was a funny one. When, when I read this question, I was thinking like, what do you call these mental models? So um, I'm not sure if you're, I'm a big fan of the knowledge project, Shane Parrish. So when you, when I saw that word, I was just like, oh man, I hope I don't uh, do this some injustice. So I was looking up like, what are the names for these? But essentially that I use in my day-to-day. -day. So the first one is, it's called first principle. So how do you break down complicated problems into basic elements and then reassemble that from the ground up? So in a marketing standpoint, this is helping customers achieve their revenue goals. We don't start with the lead and MQL targets because that's kind of like the end game. So what we like to ask a company is, what's your company or marketing revenue goal? And then we'll work backwards from that. There's way, way, way too many variables that we can play with to achieve that revenue target. So starting at that side gives us much more flexibility than just saying you have to hit this lead number and everything else is going to stay constant through the, through the funnel. The second one, uh, called seeing from the front. So personally seeing the front before you make your decisions, not relying on advisors, maps, reports, other things, which could be faulty, biased, you know, have, have anything that happens as you play that game of operator. So there's constant changes going on in, in ad platforms, how individuals buy today. So what I like to do is stay close to those platforms, always in customer data. So I understand exactly what's going on and then use that to help make relevant recommendations to our customers and our team. So we're continuing to stay at the, the cutting edge. And lastly, uh, going against the grain. So a lot of B2B software products are commodities in the sense that crowded space, crowded category. So if you do what the market leaders are doing, you're going to blend in with everyone else. So I found that there's a good blend between understanding what's of interest to your market, but also speaking to that in ways that your others, your competitors are not doing so that you stand out more. So what we usually see is the people who are over-focused on competitors are often playing this game of catch up. But if you focus on the customer first and you use them to draft your, uh, your product roadmap and improvements, you're going to be at that leading edge because you're speaking to what your, your customers not want, not what the competitors are doing. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? Talk to your customers more. It's simple. I know you hear it from us all the time, but Talking to your customers is going to inform you and it's going to help you iterate on your messaging to make it more relevant to them, 
you'll be able to find more insights on where you should be showing up from a platform standpoint, and you can use it to just find out how you can continue to add value over time. So what do they care about this quarter, this year? What are they being held responsible for? And, and speaking to that, because that's what's going to, to make you be the, the company that they want to work with. Another one is running a win-loss analysis regularly. So this is something I often do probably quarterly for most of our clients is understanding why you win and lose deals. It's so easy, yet so often overlooked. Um, it's going to tell you exactly what you need to double down on. It's going to tell you what you need to course correct on. And as I said, if you have a good, I won't say most, most clients have a, a clean CRM, but you know, just have your sales reps put in why we win this deal. Why did we lose this deal? Just a quick drop down. It doesn't have to be anything detailed, but are we winning due to price? Are we losing due to price? Is this competitor showing up more often? Are we winning because of functionality? And then using that to craft your, your strategy moving forward. And then I spoke about this one a moment ago, but focusing less on the competition. So go against the grain, focus more on your customers and, and really delivering on that versus trying to play catch up with, with the big market leaders who have way more budget than you do, already have a strong brand presence. So how do you start to carve your own uh, niche out in the market? Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? This is the toughest question of all of these. Um, so first, I would probably say Sydney Waterfall. So she's uh, another VP of demand here at Refine Labs. But the reason that I love working with her is that she's rewriting the playbook for marketing measurement and how to report out on it. So the cost, the marketers have a seat at the, the executive table. So helping marketers just be more informed from an operations standpoint, how to report effectively on revenue and how marketing is truly impacting the bottom line. Another one is a former colleague of mine. His name's Tim Newborn. He runs customer advocacy over at Envision. So he is one of the best customer marketers that I know. He's been building and curating communities before community was a thing. So he's, he's been in this game for super long. He understands the value of relationship, talking to customers, and, and really just showing that you appreciate them and, and their business over time. Then a final one, uh, Justin Wheeler. So he's a CEO and co-founder over at a company called Fundraise. So they, they provide software for nonprofits. But what I really enjoy about him is that he scratched his own itch. He was at a nonprofit and recognized that the software there wasn't good enough. So he started a company to meet the needs of, of organizations similar to his. So he's, he's been his own buyer. He built exactly what is helpful for those growing nonprofits. And I think just when you come from that space, it's very different than the CEOs who brought in the, to scale and, and thinks more in terms of margins than they do about the customers. Super cool, Sam. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Of course, this was fun. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think that you gotta put Sam Keenly on your GTM talent watch list. If you can't recruit him, you can try to join Sam's team over at Refine Labs, or you can try to join mine at Monograph. We're both hiring. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.